Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead-up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have the privilege of introducing Cynthia Lachard. Born in New York City, Cynthia began learning the Pilates method in 1976 as a young dancer with the New York City Ballet, where she worked for some of the world's greatest choreographers, including George Balanchine and Jerome Robbins. During this time, she practiced Pilates with Romana Krasnowska, one of the last remaining disciples of Joseph Pilates. Cynthia moved to Sydney in 1987 and began a family and from 1990 to 1992 continued her dance career with the Sydney Dance Company and Bangara Dance Theatre. In 1994, Cynthia returned to New York to study as an instructor under the guidance of her teacher and mentor Romana Krasnowska before returning to Sydney as a certified instructor and opening her own studio in Sydney later that same year. Cynthia has trained and certified hundreds of classical Pilates instructors throughout Australia, Asia, New Zealand, the United States, Europe and Russia, and continues to work hard to maintain the legacy and body of original Pilates work. Cynthia will be presenting two workshops at this year's PAA conference titled Cadillac, Basics and Benefits for All, and Cadillac for Challenge and Development. Cynthia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Could you give us a quick overview of the presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? Sure. I'm going to do the Cadillac. It's a challenge for me because not everybody who will be attending the PAA conference is working on the same piece of apparatus that my skill set is based around. So I hope that everybody can still take something from it. Romani used to say, if you can walk away with just one thing to add to your knowledge, then mission accomplished. So I hope I can do that for everybody. The first workshop, there are no levels of the Cadillac that we teach. There are exercises that are a little bit more challenging than others. So we start with some of the more basic, simple exercises that are not going to cause anybody any discomfort. And I suppose some people consider that basic, but they're not. They're just a little bit easier to establish your placement. Also, we use the Cadillac for people that have special needs or elderly people. Simply for two reasons. One, it's easier and more comfortable for them to get on and off of the apparatus, but also it's easier and more comfortable for the teacher to work with that person because of their special needs. So we use it for that purpose. And also it's a great way to prepare that body for the reformer. So we choose certain exercises that are replicated on the reformer somewhat. And those are the exercises that I will share in that first workshop. And of course, I'm open. I'm very confident in what I know. So I'm always open to people challenging the information or asking questions and mostly interested in people wanting to get up and try some of them. So I do want it to be physically interactive. I think that's how you learn the best. And then the second workshop will be based on some of the more challenging exercises, candlestick, squirrel, things that you really never see, arm springs in all kinds of ways. I'm so organic. I flow with the group in front of me, what direction the questions are going, and I kind of roll with that. 
but I would like to look at how the leg springs evolve. So where it starts and then by the second workshop, where it ends up and what exercises that replicates on your reformer. Also, you can do some of those reformer exercises for people that are super, super advanced on the Cadillac, like the rowing and things like that, which complements it in that it's harder, but it's also easier because it puts the work in your body. So when you go back to the reformer to do it, you have a better understanding of how to use your body. So that's what I would like to try and achieve. Again, people are going to have to guide me because a lot of the apparatus that they use, the springs are much lighter. And in my opinion, that makes it harder on the body. And so I hope that people can, if anything, really understand the dynamic of the springs and how they're meant to affect you. So many rich elements and your deep understanding of the Cadillac across all of the apparatus is abounding in the way you describe it. And we're so looking forward to that at the conference. Yeah, I am bringing a teacher with me to demonstrate so people can see exactly how these exercises are done. And then I want people to jump up and try them. In the second workshop, I imagine some people will be a little bit apprehensive, but I hope that it can encourage you at least to hop up and try a couple of things. And Cynthia, can you share with us across the rich tapestry of your experience and your beautiful history with Romana Krasnowska out of New York? Can you share with us some background stories from your time on the Cadillac with Romana and some of the many things that she taught you on this beautiful piece of apparatus? It's interesting. Most of the work I did with Romana that I can remember, I did on the reformers or mats. The work I did on the Cadillac and the chairs I did on my own with her supervision. She didn't really stand over me and correct me and do all of that. She just watched with the corner of her eye as I went through them. And the Cadillac really was amazing to me. The chair, I kind of avoided a little bit because it was really hard work at the time. But the Cadillac, I actually corrected. I had a bad shoulder from an old injury because when I went back into Pilates, it drew out all these injuries that were laying in my body. And so I used all the hours that I spent in my apprenticeship. I spent most of that time on the Cadillac in the afternoons. The mornings I'd come in, do my workout, and then most of my working out would be on the Cadillac. And I used it to really fix my body, which was something that I could specifically understand and work out how I did it based on what I was choosing to do. And so I loved it as a piece of apparatus and how it felt. It's such a beautiful guiding piece of apparatus I've always found myself. And it's interesting that Romana took that opportunity for you to let yourself explore that along the way. Yeah. She'd never sort of hovered over you. She taught you what you needed and made a comment. I remember her making me do the teaser with a gentleman who was with Martha Graham I was struggling, trying to be impressive. And then she was like, okay, now shave in the teaser on the reformer. And there I was trying to, you know, be Miss Goody Two-Shoes. And then she folded her arms and walked past and she goes, I only give that to men. I was like, what? So that's the kind of things that she would sometimes do. It sounds like you had so much fun in those rich years. Oh, I sat and watched mostly. It was just me and this other boy, Peter, at that time. The program was fairly new. So fantastic. And we can't wait for you to share that with us at the conference. 
For those coming along to your presentation at the conference, Cynthia, what do you feel like the participants will immediately be able to apply with their clients when they return to work on Monday morning after the conference? I hope they can apply the spirit of Pilates mostly. It's a hard question to respond to because the apparatus is such a big part of the work and that makes a huge difference. So depending on what piece of apparatus they have, I'm not certain what parts of it they can take and apply, but I'm sure there will be something. Having attended numerous conferences myself and been in the company of experienced teachers that have been in the game for as long as you have, Cynthia, I always walk away with something difficult to put my fingertip on exactly, but it certainly enhanced my teaching experience and my participation experiences for many months to come. Yeah, it does me too. Like if I sit in on somebody's workshop, there's always something that I just go, that's it. Either I forgot about it or I just never thought about it. And like you said, it lasts for months. Like I can apply that to so many people. And the other thing I'd love people to take away is how important placement is and movement. One of my pet peeves, even within Romana's Pilates, is this over-instruction, not allowing people to just enjoy their movement, their bodies, and what they're trying to do. I think we're all guilty of that sometimes, and we need to understand the process a little bit differently, and hopefully people will get that message. It's an interesting striking of a balance between how much we expect of our clients to participate in the class and how much we guide them. I'd be curious on your take on that, Cynthia, and also Romana's take on it. What I understand is that her expectations of her clients participating in class was top-notch, and if you didn't come along with that understanding and to deep dive yourself, then she probably gave you very little time, I'd imagine. That's exactly right. And not in a malicious way. Balancing was the same. So is Jerome Robbins. Every great practitioner or artist, you have to bring that 150% or you're wasting your time. And when I was a very young girl in dance, my teacher said, if you're not feeling 100%, then stay home sick. Stay home, have a rest. And when you come back the next day, come back with your 100%. And that's always stuck with me because it inspires you in a way. And Bounchin used to do that too. He used to take you and shake you and go, what are you saving it for, dear? He's like, you can walk out the street and be hit by a bus and you would have missed your opportunity to have this experience. I don't know that everybody has that attitude, but I certainly do from my past. I think it could be argued that a lot of potential spoon feeding is happening in Pilates these days and not the real resilience. I taught next to Ramana once. It was a big conference and we were just teaching in the studio a few days before and Kim Cottrell came in, Sex in the City, and there was nobody to teach her. I was sitting around observing. So Drago said, Cynthia, teach. And I said, okay. And she walks in. I used to watch Sex in the City religiously. And there she was. And I was very nervous. And the only reformer available was the one next to Ramana. And it was her very first lesson. And I was nervous. So I was all over her and holding her up and doing all this stuff. And Ramana didn't even turn her head once. And then afterwards, she just looked at me and said, "Mm, that looked like a lesson I can have. It was like a holiday. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, too much? It's awful because it's not really what you might have done, but because of the situation. The million dollar question was, did she come back? Yes, she did come back. 
And it was interesting because three times in the history of her role, she refers to Pilates, but she had never done it. So there you go. I remember that was some early airtime for Pilates in Sex in the City. Yeah, she came back. I don't know who she ended up working with because I was living here. I wasn't working there. But it was so funny. Romana was like, she has no idea what Pilates is about still because you did it for her. And that resonates with me. You know, when you're doing that, it's better to use your words and say, can you drop that down and lift up a little higher? You need to find the right words for people to find. Because when you manipulate and hold somebody somewhere, you're doing that. You have to correct it again tomorrow and next week and the week after that, because they haven't worked out how to get there. You've put them there. My favorite statement is, let's figure it out for you. So then it actually stays with you when you leave the room. Well, I look at Ramana, right? These last few days, I've been going, oh, that's why she used to just stand back and just enjoy the show. Because as she got older, she got tired. I mean, this is a woman who in her 80s used to do candlestick on the Cadillac and do all these flips and twirls and impress people when she needed to. Well, we all can't wait for your presentation coming up at the conference in Melbourne in August, Cynthia. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. As always, thanks so much for your time. And we look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Thank you so much. It's been nice to speak to you as well. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.